Merry Christmas, church. I want to tell you something today. I'm going to act like a dad for you right now. I've had about 10 people ask me that if the sermon's going to be shorter because it's Christmas Day. If anyone else asks me, I'm going to act like a dad here. It's going to be longer. If I hear it one more time, it's going to be longer today. So you guys just sit there and sit back and enjoy what God has. Today we're going to be talking about a change of plans and, and how many of you have experienced something that didn't go the way that you planned. You know, I'm a planner and a lot of my planning happens in my mind and, and I get these, these images and these visions. This is what it's going to be like and I planned and I thought about it and, and this is exactly how it's going to happen and I can't tell you, church, how many times I've been disappointed because it didn't go the way that I planned it. You know, I, it, might, it might be that today... For you, you thought things were going to go a certain way and for Christmas, but it didn't come true that way. So this message today is for every single one of us, and I believe it applies to everybody, every single one of us that have faced something that we didn't plan. I'm talking about something that has gone a little bit different than you would have thought, and we call it a change of plans, right? How many of you today would honestly say that you are a natural planner? I'm talking about you're the type of person like you have your Christmas shopping done in September. It's all wrapped and put away just waiting for it to be put out. You make me sick, by the way. You really do. <laughs> or whether you're a planner that, or not, whatever, church, whatever it might be for you, whenever life goes in a different direction for all of us, it, it can be rattling, right? And the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. I want you to hear that again today. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And many of you today, you're facing something that you didn't plan to happen in life. Maybe you're job hunting because that dream job that you had, the one that you took because, man, you thought, this was perfect for me. It's not there anymore. Maybe you're sick and you didn't plan on fighting this medical battle. Maybe it's the empty chair that's going to be at the dinner table today at Christmas because of someone that you love so dearly is now gone. Maybe it's something that has rattled your faith, church, and you're kind of like, God, where are you at now? Lord, why did you let this happen? This isn't what I had planned, church. You can look at some of the verses from Matthew chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 2, or or Luke 1 and 2, I should say, and you will find several paragraphs describing what we're celebrating today. And these paragraphs, just several paragraphs, it it describes what happened over several months. And, And church, we know a little bit, don't we? We know a little bit about the birth of Jesus, but there are so many things that happened in this story that we don't know about. If I asked you today to summarize the year of 2022 in your life in one paragraph, you can't put all the details in there, can you? You can't possibly put all the details in. And so I want us all to imagine today, as we're going through God's word, to imagine some of the details that you and I don't have access to about the story of Mary and Joseph. And I want to put it in in basically like human terms of, of how we would see it and how we would feel it. So Joseph and Mary, the Bible tells us they they are planning to be married. So they have plans, right? Well, we're talking probably big plans. 
I'm sure Mary's going like, oh, here's where we're going to live. We're going to kind of have this kind of house, right? And, and, you know, how many kids they want. You know, they're making plans, church. Then one day, Mary, she's off. She's all by herself. And she has uh, the most special and holy encounter with God. And it would change her life forever. So this angel appears to Mary, and remember, Mary loved God. The Bible makes that very clear to us, right? Mary loved God, and imagine how she felt for that moment when this angel appears to her, and the angel says, you've been chosen. God has chosen you, and you will give birth to a son. Can you imagine her emotions, church? Can you even imagine those emotions that she would have been going through? She would have been like, you know... You haven't heard, angel? <laughs> Me and Joseph aren't married yet, right? It's kind of a thought process. Maybe she had like that, and, and the angel's like, nope, 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 that's not how it's going to be. You, you will conceive this child by the Holy Spirit. And, and now, mind you, Mary, church, she loves God. She loves Joseph, and she's getting married, and God has chosen them to be a very huge part of history. And imagine that she can't wait to tell Joseph she's pregnant. So let's take a vote. <laughs> let's take a vote here today. How many of you think that Joseph will be excited or Joseph would be freaking out at that very moment? I, I say he would be freaking out. So here we are reading between the lines here. If you'll look with me in Matthew chapter 1, I want you to look at verse 18. It'll be on the screen. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So Mary goes off and she tells Joseph, like, hey, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit, by the way. And we don't know how he responds. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly how he responds. But we know, church, that he gets really hurt and he gets really upset because we see those results in verse 19. If you look at it with me, it says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So honestly, I believe we can say just by reading that that Joseph was dev devastated I'm sure he was crushed. He, he, he was probably, church, humiliated and even heartbroken. And, you know, how's he going to tell his mom this one, right? <laughs> Think about that. How's he going to tell his, his friends? Worst, church, how about the public humiliation it, it is the fact that he loved her and he trusted her. And I'm sure he told her things that maybe he never told anybody else. You know how that goes, right? The person that you're entrusted to, to be married to. The Bible says, though, he believed that God had brought them together, I'm sure. He, he was saving himself for her, and now she has done this, and, and, and maybe he's even thinking, church, honestly, think about that. For a moment, he's probably like, oh, she cheated. She, he's human, right? I'm sure he was half mad. I'm sure he was half torn, and he can't believe this. In verse 19, like I read it to you, it says that, that he had a mind in mind to divorce her quietly. See, they weren't married yet, but let me explain some biblical practices to you here for a moment. See, in this time in history, if you were engaged, the only way to break off an engagement was to get an official divorce. So the engagement was very much official as well. 
So in order to break off your engagement, you had to get an official divorce. And culturally, you know, I wish it was this way today, but culturally, a divorce was much more serious and way more frowned upon back then than it is today. Because if you were divorced back then, you were completely pushed out, church. You were shoved to the side. And Joseph's like, you know, I'm trying to serve God, and, and, and I'm going to be divorced, and, and I'll think about Mary. Let's go back to her for a minute. Remember, church, in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, when Mary said, just let it be. You know, whatever it is, whatever it's going to be, may it be done according to your word, God. She just said, let it be, whatever that is. And so Mary, she said yes to what God has asked. And, and imagine how you and I would think, church. If this same situation happened to us, I'm sure she's thinking, you know, my, my life is totally over. <laughs> I'm going to be a divorced single mom in a culture where you can't get any type of job to support myself. She'll be begging the rest of her life just so her and her kids, her kid would have something to eat. Also, can you imagine the rumors that would float around about Mary and Joseph? She's probably thinking, Joseph's going to hate me. He's going to hate me forever. You know, her life is over, she's thinking. And church, you know what she's thinking. <laughs> you know that. Imagine she's like, God, this isn't what I had planned. That's how you and I would look at it, right, church? That's exactly how we would look at it. Like, God, this isn't what I had planned. Or like, God, I've always said yes to you, and, and, and so this is what you're going to let happen. How many times have we said things like that, church? Or, or God, this isn't fair. Or, this isn't my plans. Some of you, you're probably sitting here in church right now, and you're like, this isn't what I had planned for my life at all. You know, I'm finally getting ahead financially. <laughs> I was going to have a great Christmas for my kids this year. Then the car broke down, and it cost a small fortune to fix it. I had to spend everything I had on it. It's the one I had planned. Parents, how about this? You know, you poured your life into your kids. I mean, they were your life. Everything you did was for your kids. And, and now, church, they're making decisions. They're making decisions, and, and you're looking at them saying, like, what are you doing? This isn't what I have planned for your life. Maybe you took a job, and you left one that was decent, but you took a job that was better. Economy tanked, and now you're one of those casualties that we read about. This isn't what I had planned. There are so many of you who had thought that you would live happily ever after with someone that you met him or her, and it just isn't there now. This isn't what I had planned. God, where are you at? You know, church, this list can go on and on. You know, Lord, I didn't plan on having migraines. Lord, I didn't plan on having to fight cancer. Lord, I didn't plan on battling depression in my life. Lord, I didn't plan on losing my spouse so soon. God, what are you doing? What are you doing here? This isn't what I had planned. Church, I want to give you one really big thought for today. I know I usually give you three. I'm going to give you one big one, all right? It's a big Christmas present for you today. One really big thought, and it's one truth. I want you to embrace it because this is for every one of you who have ever had a change of plans in your life. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Actually, really what I want you to do, I want you to plan it in your heart because if you've had big change of plans in your life, 
then you don't have to understand on how you're going to embrace this truth. It's this, church. Listen to me. It's this. You don't have to understand the plan to trust God has a purpose. You don't have to understand the plan to understand that God has a purpose. Mary and Joseph, let's go back to them. Their plans were wrecked. Their plans were shattered, right? Joseph's determined to have no choice but to quietly divorce her, so he considers that. Then verse 20 tells us this. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So God sends a messenger with a confirmation, like, Mary ain't lying to you. It's all true. She didn't cheat on you. It's a fact. She is pregnant, and she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So can you imagine, church? Look at verse 21 with me. And then it goes on to say this. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Can you imagine, Joseph? He's like, wait, 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 God. God's in this. (laughs) Seems weird, doesn't it? God is in this. Why couldn't he have done it another way? You know, why couldn't Mary and I got married and, and then she conceived then? It would have been easier, right? No one would have questioned anything. And Joseph, maybe the last thing that I ever wanted is exactly what God wants to happen. You ever looked at it that way, church? The last thing that I ever could have wanted to happen in my life, maybe that's the way that God wanted it to happen. And we have that thought, right? You mean there's a purpose in the middle of my pain? Man, I'm going through it right now, but, but there's a purpose in this? Man, you, you can almost hear God whisper to Joseph, my thoughts, Joseph, are so much different than your thoughts. Right? My thoughts are so much different than your thoughts and my ways, Joseph, are way higher than your ways. And even though you might not feel it right now, Joseph, but I am working in all things to bring about the good to those who love me, Joseph, and those who've been called according to my purpose. Church, you know, sometimes God may even redirect our plans because he has a different purpose. He might redirect those plans because he has a different purpose. Church, you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. You know, my life specifically, when I was growing up, I really and truly wanted to be a school teacher so bad. I did. I wanted to be a school teacher so bad. I went to Kent State, was taking some education classes. That one dude told me, you got no business teaching is what he told me for real. Pulled me aside after class one day. I was devastated. Devastated. So then I got a summer job at Coca-Cola, right? Summer job. I was only expecting to be there for the summer. God's plans were different. He gave me 21 years. And then as I progressed up there, I'm thinking, man, this is a job of a lifetime. Seriously, my, my goal, I was just thinking like, I'm going to ride this out. I'm going to be 65. I'll ride it all the way through. I'll retire from here, have a really nice pension to sweet money they were paying me. Okay, right? Man, it's a job of a lifetime. And I learned so many valuable leadership skills and, and people skills. Man, they taught me all that stuff. And I'm going to just roll it out. And the fact, church, that I got to teach our youth group here for 18 years, 
And the very fact that I'm still teaching today (laughs) from a pulpit. So as I look back on that time of my life, it didn't go according to my plan. But see, church, listen, God had a different purpose in it all. So to that professor at Kent State University that told me I had no business teaching, look at me now. I hope he's watching, okay? You know, another thing for me, a plan for my kids. You know, I always wanted to be the father of five. You know, you kind of you want your wife to make the meatloaf like your mom makes, right? <laughs> my mom and dad had five kids. I always wanted to be a father of five. Always wanted to be that. And I imagine going to the hospital five times and, and, and taking care of these babies, right? Get better at it every time. <laughs> God had different plans. My first son was my ring bearer at my wedding. Pretty cool. Second son, got him at the hospital. I told him we laid him away at the lawn and garden at Walmart when he used to ask me where we, he came from. <laughs> lawn and garden department at Walmart. We had to lay you away because you were expensive, buddy. Expensive. The third and fourth one came from a plane in Russia. Fifth one came out of nowhere. Not even expecting it. And you know what? Three of them sit in church with me today. Church, I love the fact. I wanted five kids. I wanted them a certain way. But God had a different purpose. And he comes through, doesn't he? I love the fact that God interrupts my plans because I make a lot of plans, church. That God interrupts my plans to bring about a different purpose. Think about that in your own life. Even those times when we don't understand it or we don't even like it, right? Maybe confused by it. Church may be hurting in the middle of it. Years later, you know what? You can look back. You might say, I didn't choose to do it that way. I would never want to go through it again. But I can see how God used it. Because church, God had a purpose. You don't have to understand the plan, church, to trust in God's purpose. True, I'm sure. I'm sure, church, that Mary and Joseph, think about Mary's pregnant with the son of God. And you know what? If I was Joseph, I'd be like, man, we're doing this for God. We got connections, right? Kind of like those backstage passes. It's going to be smooth for us. Everything's going to be good. It's like those people, right? They get baptized like, man, my life's going to be good now. It's going to be all smooth. I'm sure Joseph felt that way. Think about that. Think about how Mary felt. Heavenly epidural. There'll be no pain in this one. I'll just sneeze. It'll come out. That's the way they probably thought about it. You know, think about Joseph, right? Mary was in labor. On a donkey, by the way. (laughs) Ladies, I've never been in labor. I hear it's brutal. And there she was riding on a donkey. And so where does Mary then give birth to the Son of God, right? In a cave? I'm sure she didn't plan that one out. You know, and and then you think they're going to live a life happily ever after. It's going to be amazing. No, King Herod wants to kill their son. Think about that one. You receive word, the king (laughs) wants to kill my baby boy. Man, and you're thinking, but God, I said yes. I said yes to you, and all this crazy's happening in my life. 
So they're on the run, church. You know, they're hooking into Egypt and they're hiding from house to house, trying to hide from King Herod. Now I want you to fast forward 33 years. Mary, I want to remind you, she said yes to God. Whatever you ask me, I'll do. She said, let it be, Lord, whatever your will is. She's standing there looking at her son. Stripped naked, beat beyond recognition. Hanging on a cross supported only by the nails in his hands and in his spikes in his feet. And he can only breathe when he pushes up. Imagine the pain that he felt of pushing up there. And the mother who said, yes, church, looks on. The Bible does not record it, but imagine what she thought. Can you only imagine what she thought? Like, God, we did everything. We did everything you asked us to. Make it stop, Lord. When are you going to stop this mess? He did nothing wrong, God. Save him. Save him. Church, no mom should ever have to see that. I believe that. So they're spitting on him, and, and they're mocking him, right? And, and, they're, and they're doing all the things that they did. And what did Jesus do, right? The Bible records that very plain and simply. He said, Father, please forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And then he said, church, it is finished. And he breathed his last breath. The Bible says the earth shook. And although this part is not recorded, but I can imagine this happening. Imagine Mary's legs that could not support her weight any longer. She collapses to the ground, sobbing and wailing. No, not my baby. Put yourself there, church. These are real people. These aren't just words printed on a page. These were real people. I'm talking about real agony, and this is not what they had planned. Church, think about how many times have you said, this is not what I had planned. Mary and Joseph, they had a plan, but God had a purpose. What is that purpose? You ask that today. What is that purpose? Church, do you realize that purpose was you? Think about that. That purpose was you. Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose. And, you know, we hear all the time where people say, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. That's a wonderful quote. I'm not bashing that. But if you ask God what the reason for the season was in his heart, church, and it was you. You literally were the reason for this season that we celebrate. It's you. See, you're the reason that Jesus came. That gift, the most impressive gift that could ever be given, God's purpose was for Jesus to save us of our sins. And today, church, we are here to celebrate. So as I ask Aaron and Judy to come to the instruments this morning, I want to share with you one last verse, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, and it says this to us, church. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. It is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And today, church, each and every one of you sitting here, 
You were part of that purpose. And here's the thing. His purpose did prevail. Because Jesus rose three days later, exactly like he said he would. He ascended into heaven. And here's the cool part, church. He told his disciples, he said, I'll be back. I'll be back to collect you and to get you. So for each and every one of you who are here today, I bet you got some sweet presents this morning, or maybe you're going to get them this afternoon. But do you know what? The greatest present you could ever receive is the grace and forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers. And he, the Bible tells us in John chapter 14, he is the only way to heaven. There's no other way. You can be good. You can give out a lot of presents at Christmas. You can help old ladies, I mean, elderly ladies across the street, right? I'll get it someday. I'm a slow learner, church. But you know what? Seriously, that isn't going to cut it. What's going to cut it is you surrender yourself unto him because, listen, that was God's purpose for each and every one of us. So if there's someone sitting here today that you have never received the gift of salvation, listen, church, it's the greatest gift you can ever get because it lasts for an eternity. The gift of salvation, I want you to know it's being offered to you today. That all you have to do is take God up on it. And here's how it works. As we're singing this last song, you know what? If you want to ask Jesus Christ in your heart, you want to secure your place in eternity, you come down front. We will walk you through it. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have the Bible memorized. All you got to know is say, I want some of that. I want forgiveness of my sins. I want to unload that burden of the sin and the shame and the guilt, all the things I've felt. Let today be the day, church. What better day can you receive the most important gift you could ever get is on Christ's birthday in his church because, listen, that is his purpose for your life, that he will work all things for the good for those who love him. you got to love him, church, and for those who've been called according to his purpose. So how about it, church? Let's stand together and let's sing. But I truly want to encourage you to respond this morning.